everyone. This is Irliana Samstra, Star Sound Astrology, Star Sound Speaks. Welcome to episode 94 of the podcast and YouTube video. So, uh, wow, episode 94. Yeah, already. <laughs> so uh, today I'm going to talk about uh, two things. One is the upcoming full moon in Libra, and the other is the Aries ingress. And what that means, astrological jargon, that's the what we all know as uh, the first day, well, in the Northern Hemisphere, the first day of spring, and the first day of fall if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. And why is this important? Well, the Aries, even if you live in the Southern Hemisphere, we all consider Aries, zero degrees of Aries, when the sun hits that point, that's the beginning of the astrological new year. So. We have the Jewish New Year in September, and we have the Chinese New Year in, what is it, early February. Well, for astrologers, our New Year, we always say Happy New Year in, uh, um, you know, late March, the Aries Ingress. So anyway, that just happened. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, we're going to, so I'm going to be talking to you about that. You know, I decided to talk about it. I wasn't going to, but then I'm feeling, you know, I, I did some more research and I just felt it was it was good to do that. So uh, that, by the way, the Aries ingress or uh, spring slash fall equinox um, is was on uh, last Saturday, the 20th of March. So anyway, um, so first let's let's just you know cover the full moon. Um, our full moon is going to be in Libra, right? So it's always the opposite sign, sun's Aries, sun in Aries, full moon in Libra. This full moon is, is kind of interesting. Now, you, you know, you want to remember that when, when uh, the moon becomes full, of course, the moon represents our home, our connection, our, our goddess self, our connection with home and nurturing and family and um, you know, how we nurture ourselves. We look at the, the moon to, and the environment in which we live and the environment that we flourish in. Um, so we, um, we always wanna look and see, you know, depending on what sign it's in, it's gonna give us some clues on um, you know, what to expect. But of course, as, as we all know, emotions run high as the moon increase, as the moon increases in its fullness and it peaks and then it kind of declines. So this energy that I'm going to talk to you about is going to be from uh, Sunday, this Sunday, March 28th through around Monday, you know, until it goes into the next sign, which would be Virgo. I'm sorry, <laughs> thinking backwards. After Libra, duh, hello, Scorpio. Um, so, um, do I have that right? Yes, you see Mercury's in Pisces and I have to rethink everything. <laughs> it's like, okay, where are we? <laughs> uh, Libra, Scorpio, yeah, follow Scorpio. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I'll talk to more about Mercury and Pisces in just a moment. But yeah, so Sunday through Monday, we have this full moon energy in Libra. Now, the interesting thing about this full moon is that it's at eight degrees of Libra. So go in your chart and look where does where do you have Libra in your chart? What houses is, is it in? Because these kind of this um, bearing the things that we started on the new moon, this this magical new moon that we you know talked about in the in the previous episode, things coming to a head, things coming to fulfillment or fruition around a new moon. I'm sorry, around a full moon. So this is the harvest, so to speak. And then from now through the end of the month, uh, the, the last two weeks where the moon is waning, right? It's decreasing in light. So the new moon in, uh, the, sorry, the full moon in, in Libra 
Um, it's interesting. The uh, this one is Venus, which is the host, right? It's the 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 full moon is in ruled by Venus, right? It's in Libra, so Venus rules Taurus and Libra. So Venus is the hostess of this full moon. So what does Venus want? Peace, love, connection, harmony, balance, diplomacy, kindness you know, compassion, all of these Venusian qualities, of course, glamour, darling, glamour, luxury, you know, beauty, um, artistic endeavor, you know, these are all Venusian things. So the full moon is where uh, these qualities will, you know, literally come to a head. Now, the thing about this that's very interesting is that um, the sun and, you know, the opposite sign, Sun and Aries, the Venus is in Aries right now. So the Sun, Venus, and Chiron are all connected at eight degrees, eight, 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 um, in eight degrees of Libra. And so that's, it's, it's quite interesting because here's the host of this full moon, but she's in what's called um, Venus in Aries is considered in, it's, the term is called in detriment. So Venus in detriment in Aries means, you know, she it's not the greatest, environment for her. Why? Because Venus in Aries means Mars is hosting. Well, you know, grubby, obnoxious, rude Mars, right? You know, would you like to be an elegant, lovely lady and go to this, some rude person's house where they're blunt and aggressive and nasty, you know, <laughs> the nasty Mars energy, right? Combative? No, of course not. But we do need Mars, right? We need all of these aspects of, our, of ourselves, all of these archetypal, uh, you know, the archetypes uh, live in all of us. And so Venus and Aries is like saying, okay, it's almost like, hey, you know, this is an opportunity for us to find balance and peace. You know, Mars is almost like saying like, you know, get off it, like, you know, love yourself more, damn it, you know, <laughs> rough. Um, and, um, find that peace and so she's she's and she's also conjunct the sun so there's a very it's a very sacred process when venus about every nine months comes into what's called kazemi so venus is kazemi the sun which means she's in the throne room of that sweaty hot mars aries sun ah right she's getting all this <laughs> double dose and as she's trying to host the full moon you know so this is you know you talk about women multitasking like okay you know i mean this is a lot for her right so i would just say you know um be kind to yourself be kind to your relations and relationships um this is definitely calling us to to speak up and you know, we still want to maintain peace and grace and harmony, but it can be under, maybe there's more mojo to it this time. Maybe what, what this full moon is asking us to do is to, you know, be, be brave and strong and stand up for ourselves. And especially with the Chiron conjunction, you know, like your self-worth is, um, it must be embraced and um, allowed and celebrated and to connect with that. And even though Venus in, under the in the throne room of that fiery hot sun, you know, if you imagine stepping into, you know, the throne room, it's like you're you're obliterated. Your identity is obliterated. If you remember the story I told a, a couple of weeks back when uh, about the Rolling Stones, you know, the true story with my friend who um, lived with them and then went all over the world on tour with them uh, one year in this very crazy kind of, you know, Neptune, right? This like Venus Neptune kind of thing of like this ideal situation and connection that is 
otherworldly, you know, and you can go back to that um, previous episode. It's, I think it, I covered on the new moon in, in um, new moon in Pisces. Yeah, it was like two episodes ago. And uh, anyway, um, yeah, so it's like that kind of um, mystical kind of, um, you know, where he, he went and had all these outrageous, you know, experiences. Well, uh, the, um, oh gosh, now where was I going with that? Mercury, help me, ah, Mercury's not doing well in Pisces. Okay, I forgot, let me, let me, let me remember what thought, what I was gonna say. Hold on, hold on, don't go anywhere. Okay, I remembered. Yeah, so it's like that Venus, Venus in the throne room. It's like when, when my friend uh, was walking down the hall to join them in when he ran into Mick Jagger at, outside the hotel, and then he walked down the hall to the party that he was invited to. You know, they were on tour and went to this. You know, so there's this outrageous party in this outrageous, you know, five star hotel. You can just imagine. And I remember him telling me this story where he walked down the hallway, and it's like you could feel the presence, like before he got anywhere near this was long hallway. Before he even got near the double doors of that gazillion dollar a night suite, you know, he could feel that energy. So that's kind of like when a when um, a planet is Kazemi. Um, you know, especially here's, it's so timely with Venus, you know, Kazemi, the sun, it's like she loses her, I, you could say, you know, when you're in the presence of the, <laughs> the Rolling Stones, right, you're not thinking about yourself, right, you're just kind of like, at least most of us, I think, would be, um, and so you're, you're, it's just like you lose all identity with, with yourself and who you are, and it just kind of gets, you're just so enveloped and engrossed in, in the um in that magnificence of the sun right leo like mick you know mick Jagger. <laughs> so um you know that's the kind of analogy about that how i perceive it of, of, of a planet being kazemi so venus kazemi with the sun is really um just you know obliterated by the light you know and then she'll come out of it eventually you know it's a few days she'll be there and then as she emerges out and leaves that throne room then she's like okay what just happened you know <laughs> um, but she gets energized and it's like an initiation process you know when the planet enters the throne room of the sun and then gets burned up so to speak I, I want to think of it as identity gets burned because you're in the in this divine light and then you come out of it like wow so venus is going to come out as evening star and um so um it's it's an interesting process i'm not going to talk further about the venus uh tra you know into the kazemi because that that does happen habitually it's just that the point i want to make is that um it's just interesting that she's the hostess of the new moon so the hostess of this full moon party is actually undergoing an initiation, you know, pardon me while I get transformed um, and lose myself. Hey, drinks are over there, you know, <laughs> help yourself. Um, so, um, but also just to say too, with Venus, Sun and Chiron, this is uh, really a huge opportunity to really come into the fullness of our sovereignty, our whether you're male, female, non-binary, non LGBTQ, you know, what, what, however you identify, it's like Venus is that divine feminine essence that lives in all of us, that desire for love and peace and harmony. And so when Venus is in this, um, you know, she is hosting this full moon, which of course I love being, you know, Libra rising. Um, so I'm like, hey, you know, did somebody say party? Did somebody say celebration, connection? Um, I will go to the opening of an envelope because 
that's just how it is. Um, so anyway, the full moon can bring up, it might be that you get, you know, it might bring up some feelings about self-worth and, um, and speaking up and being strong and standing up, but not being rude, you know, I mean, it is Venus after all. I don't think she's ever going to get rude. She might get, she might speak up a little louder uh, with Venus in, in uh, Aries um, and she'll be speaking uh, bravely and courageously, you know, that's, that's the opportunity for us to, to speak bravely and courageously, but not to knock somebody over, to stand for ourselves as much as we stand and want to help others. So it's an interesting balance there. So that's kind of like our, our full moon thing. Um, yeah, like I wrote, what about me? You know, who's the boss? You know, that's maybe what Venus is asking. Um, and Mars is like, you know, love yourself, damn it. So, um, <laughs> grr, right? Okay, okay, you know, he means well, and he, he, you know, we need that courage and bravery. Anyway, um, so Mercury, another part of this too, this woman is Mercury happens to be conjunct Neptune and Pisces. So if you remember uh, for the for the new moon, Venus was conjunct Neptune, right? Oh, there she is again, right? So this is, we still have this kind of dreaminess available to us and maybe things coming to a head. Maybe that uh, merman that you fell in love with, you know, two weeks ago at the new moon, um, maybe it's like, oh, guess what? <laughs> things coming to a head, things coming to fruition. Mercury conjunct Neptune and Pisces, like I was saying earlier, Sometimes words can be confusing or we can lose our thoughts, you know, in a fog, like when I just showed you how I just blanked out. Um, so it can also be that messages are unclear um, and uh, in, in not in a good way, it could be deceptive, you know, so we want to watch, you know, not fooling ourselves or others or can't, you know, candy coated or um, uh, where it's, you know, rose colored glasses. So you, you will want to, um, you know, be aware of that. Um, I would say too, um, you know, it's really great with dreaming. I mean, I have had since this new moon, I've had outrageous dreams every night, sometimes more than one. Um, I had another one this morning um, and I just journal them. You know, I just, as soon as I, um, as I wake up, I keep a little book by my uh, side with a pencil it's good for a pencil because if you lay on your back, if you don't, you want to remember, don't, don't run to the bathroom, don't, don't feed the pets, you know, just, just write down that thing because you know how fast that can go. So, um, you know, write down those things because we really do get outrageous messages. As a matter of fact, the message I got this morning in this dream, I was definitely Venus talking to me, Venus for sure, and Mars. And it was, uh, you know, I, I met up with somebody that I know in the stream state and I was visiting him and um, there was the, there were, he, he was staying in this place where there was people down the hall and he was kind of like the manager of this hotel in the dream. And he walked down the hall and he said hello to his friends and then his friends walked back with him and he, we introduced each other. And I, I just think about social and connection and it was this woman in particular. So it was interesting how Venus talks and, and I felt myself feeling um, very kind and loving um, to this person and uh, very, um, to my friend who I was visiting and this guy. And then, um, and then this woman, she had this dog. She had this huge, you know, like a, what's that, Great Dane, you know, with a, and he had this giant head. I, I just remember seeing the size of his head <laughs> huge it was like this big 
I didn't really see so much about his body, but I was just so taken with his head. And he was this nice dog, but I, I immediately freaked out and got scared and I kind of backed off. Um, when I was a kid, when I was five years old, I was actually attacked and was bitten by two dogs. They were kind of like Doberman Pinscher type dogs at five years old, which was extremely traumatic, as you could imagine. So maybe this was just a revisiting of some old fears and trauma about reconnection. Uh, you know, when you think about dog bites, you're thinking, you know, like Mars energy, you know, like attack and and such. So it was like blending Mars and Mercury and Mars and Venus talking to me in the dream state. Uh, wanting peace, harmony, connection, and it was it was a very interesting dream. Lots to it, but the general, the gist being that we can get messages. The planets do speak to us in many ways, and the dream state is one of them. As a matter of fact, this book was I think was the first book I ever got. It was given to me by my dear friend, and it's called Mythic Astrology Applied, and it's by Ariel Gutman and Kenneth Johnson. So they're Jungian psychoanalysts and. I believe you could say they're archetypal astrologers. Uh, they're Jungian therapists. And they wrote this book and it's really wonderful. And I, I'm sure if you looked up archetypal astrology there, I'm not coming to mind any particular title, but there are many wonderful books in case this one's out of print, um, which I think it was last time I checked, but you could, you could look it up. Ariel Gutman, G-U-T-T-M-A-N and Kenneth Johnson but their personal healing through the planets and each they break down each of the um of the planets and the myth and the archetype and how to recognize them and when i first read this years ago it said something like you know the planets can speak to you through dream state and i'm thinking eh, that's weird you know like nah, i don't think so you know like the cynical new yorker in me that still hasn't moved out uh, it was like, no, I don't think so. But as over time, I, I let in, oh my God, I let in this other idea. <laughs> and, I, and I started seeing like, wow, you know what? That really is true. And I started recognizing it. Like for instance, a uh, man on a bicycle, like that's Mercury talking to me. So, um, you know, this woman desiring connection and socializing, well, that Venus, right? Because Venus is also about one-to-one -one connection and not just love and sex, but one-to-one -one connection of any time. Like, a, you know, me counseling a, a client, that's a one-to-one -one thing, right? Speaking and connecting one-to-one. -one. So just to say that there's many great um, resources out there for us to really delve in and uh, invite you to really look at that dream state and look, watch the birds and, and, and the beautiful animals that cross your path. And, uh, the, there, there are many, many messages for us everywhere. Um, let's see. Uh, I would say the advice is, you know, again, just love yourself. Even if you're blinded by the sun, uh, this for this full moon, look for harmony and peace. Um, you can be a badass, but just be a pleasant badass, smiling, gracious, wearing Ralph Lauren. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's a Libra full moon. Um, I too, you know, Libra. Venus rules sweets. So, um, you know, <laughs> there's this conflict. Should I binge? Uh, no, try not to binge. It's very easy on a full moon, especially a full moon in Libra. Like I just want to just scarf down every chocolate chip cookie in existence or something. So, you know, again, <laughs> try not to do that. Uh, balance, right? All things in moderation. Um, but sweet, I would say, you know, offer sweets to yourself, not just food sweets, but what is sweet? What is kindness? Um, things that you can do for yourself. 
to celebrate yourself, to bring yourself into harmony and connection. Um, you know, Libra rules the adrenals. So you might be finding, you know, especially in a time of full moon, we might have our adrenals stressed out. So, you know, easy on the caffeine, which can really do a number on your adrenals. Um, maca root powder, ashwagandha powder. I love taking those things. I mean, I'm not a doctor, I'm not here to diagnose you, but I do know that um, there are many wonderful um, herbal remedies that, that are out there to learn about and explore, you know, that are um, maybe caffeine alternatives. Um, so just to, again, um, not to stress out, drinking lots of water is always great for adrenals, um, getting good night's sleep, resting, you know, the sweetness of that full moon, allow ourselves to celebrate our life and, and loving ourselves, doing good things for ourselves. Uh, let's see, Mars conjunct the North Node for this full moon and it's squaring Mercury in Neptune. So, you know, again, it would be like, watch to, to speak passionately, but not to beat up. <laughs> so don't do war of the words. Right, you know, just just be aware that that there's an energy can very well be impatient with words or language or connection. So uh, again, just go with the flow. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. Be brave, play nice, be patient. Right, Mar Moon, Mars, and Saturn are all in a trine, a very very pleasant, connective trines have the have the energy of Jupiter. So it's abundance. It's a it's about um, an easy connection and a beneficent, uh, lovely connection between all three. So the best qualities: nurturing ourselves, standing up for ourselves, being patient and wise. You know, all of these. Um, planets um, all for this full moon in a trine, all of those very nice. Okay, that's it for the full moon. Um, on to the Aries equinox. So let's have a look. Okay, um, the Aries equinox or spring equinox in the north. Um, I pulled a chart for Washington DC and um, this is a very interesting chart. So the, the thing is that every season, you can always, um, you can always pull a chart uh, at the beginning of any season, spring, summer, fall, winter, you know, you get the, the hour and the minute and you can see, you know, whether it's in your own life or your, or your country that you live in or any country that you want to check, you can uh, look at it that way and you'll get like a sense of what's coming for that particular, you know, next three months. But with the Aries in Equinox, that's an entire, it's a, it's a birthday chart. It's like, this is the entire year at a glance, a year at a glance forecast. So it's important that we look at this and it gives us a flavor around what we can expect, the kind of energies at play. So the, um, of course, Saturn and Uranus in a square this year is, you know, the big deal as, as, as I've shared many times. Um, Saturn has moved away from Uranus right now. It's going to retrograde and come back and exactly square it in the middle of June. But right now, you know, it is still, it's in a square, but, and it's, it's overcoming. So in the, uh, Uranus. So in the, um, in the chart for Washington DC, we have on the ascendant, the, the ascendant is in, um, Aquarius. 
So Aquarius energy, so Saturn and Jupiter are there. Jupiter, planet of um, beneficence and luck and opportunity and expansion is in the sign and law and order too, and like doing ethical, ethical moral, you know, doing the right thing kind of energy. That's in, um, that's conjunct the ascendant. It's lined up with the ascendant. So there's a lot of mojo Jupiterian energy associated with change, with progress. Why? Because it's in Aquarius. Um, change, progress, progressive visioning, humanitarian energies, these all come to the fore. Um, it's in ancient astrology. Excuse me. We, um, Saturn is the ruler. Saturn is the ruler of, um, of Aquarius. And of course, Saturn's in Aquarius right now, you know, for the next couple of years. So the, um, and Saturn is about the government and the structure of society. And, uh, but again, um, instead of the fuddy-duddy, stodgy, stuck in the past kind of energy of Saturn ruling in Capricorn, this is fixed air. So this is about anchoring ideas that will grow and expand our consciousness, will uh, be kind to the earth, you know, these are the, the some of the potentials. I, I certainly could see, you know, with, with Jupiter conjunct the ascendant, I mean, two things come to mind, you know, Kundalini awakening. <laughs> and, uh, and who knows, maybe there's, you know, with Aquarius ruling ETs and Jupiter, the news media and the truth, you know, so maybe there's disclosure or things coming out or coming being revealed um, about ETs and, you know, higher spectrums of life or other worlds, you could, we could say, or future worlds, future visits, you know, that's Aquarius is very much about the future. So, um, and it's also AI, artificial intelligence. So I think we're going to be seeing all of these things in great measure coming to the forefront, very big for our country in the United States this year. Uh, Saturn is making a trine, a very favorable aspect, uh, with the moon in Gemini. So that could be, you know, about, um, you know, <laughs> having patience in spades. Um, it, be patient, be wise, um, planning. You know, the moon in Gemini would be like rest, like the like the moon in, in a mundane chart is like the population, the population of the country. So we're we're restless in Gemini. We want to know the facts. We want to know the data. We want to know the facts. You know, give us the facts. Um, and and it can be a little bit too like kind of ADD-ish, you know, <laughs> restlessness. And Saturn is like, be patient. It's taken a long time for us to get back to Saturn in Aquarius conjunct Jupiter. You know, two hundred year cycle, right? Um, and that's what's also so exciting is that this is the first equinox that has in our lifetime that has um, Saturn and Jupiter in air signs, right? Like we talked before, the two previous 200 year cycle was an earth science. So it was a very heavy 3D dense kind of conquer mentality. Now we have uh, Saturn and Jupiter in air. So what a difference, right? So this is all about visioning and progress and um, ideas moving forward and basing things through um, ideas and intellectual uh, discussion and sharing. So I see this as, um, you know, with Saturn and Uranus ruling the, the, uh, the DC, the Washington DC chart, um, 
you know, we're still going to be dealing with social distancing. You know, we still, the realities, which are not easy of, um, you know, COVID and we're still going to be doing that. Um, although with that nice trine with the moon, it's like, you know, it's almost like saying, look, be patient. Yes, we're going to, yes, everybody wants to reconnect. I'm using whole sign houses for the, um, the Aries ingress chart and the moon is in the fifth house of Washington. So the population, we want to play, you know, we want to go outside and, and uh, connect with people and network and move around our neighborhoods and, you know, go to the Disney world, I don't know, whatever, you know, we want to, we want to play fifth house. We want to um, be like big kids, you know, and, and get out there and go all over the place. And Saturn is like, okay, okay, that's nice, but let's, let's be smart about this, you know? And so um, wearing a mask, you know, things like that, as social distancing, we still want to keep that until we get this really under control. Um, be patient, be wise, you know, there are long-term changes underfoot. So we have to, you know, when you see a, I remember when I lived in New York, it was like, you'd see a skyscraper or you'd see some, some uh, place of business was undergoing a renovation. It'll say a new and better such and such, you know, business is coming to, you know, be, please be patient, a new and better, whatever diner, whatever is, is uh, on its way. So we put up a little messiness for a while because this is just, a, there's this big uh, healing taking place, you know. Um, it's interesting about, uh, yes, and when you think about like Pluto is in 26 degrees of Capricorn, and that is uh, talk about over, you know, a whole new regeneration of society. It was at 26 degrees of Capricorn when um, the um, American Revolution started. Right, so we are in our Pluto return, the United States. It happens every 248 years. So none of us have been around that long to see what this looks like, but we're in the throes of it now. And it will perfect in another, what, two, or is it 2022? I think a year from now, it'll be exactly at that degree in minute of, and then into 2023 of where it was for the Declaration of Independence. So again, it's this idea of breaking free of a society that no longer, you know, with the British crown, um, being greedy, not being in step at the times, not honoring the, the rise of in consciousness of democracy and fairness and such. And so overthrowing that old order, uh, moving beyond that and declaring a new way of being. And uh, so we are, you know, seeing it differently now. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to bring that up because um, you know, uh, revolutions can happen in many ways. The biggest revolution is not what, you, you know, somebody on the street, you know, although that is a piece of it, that's external. Of course, the real revolution is, is from within. It's the transformation of our consciousness. And that is what is, we're being called to do at this time. So, um, so that it doesn't look like the past or it doesn't have to look like the past. Um, speaking of the past, I will say that um, the uh, very interesting thing here is Mercury is um, in the in the Aries ingress chart, the planet Mercury, which rules communications and such, and youth and uh, you know the education system. It is squaring Mars, 
So Mercury's in an overcoming square to Mars. So there, Mercury in Pisces can give us some very, you know, it's muddy water. Mercury is, doesn't do well in Pisces. Mercury is exalted in Virgo, but it's detriment in Pisces. It doesn't, it doesn't like that wishy-washiness. It's like, it likes to be busy and it likes to have facts and data, you know, logical mind, um, thinking and mind processing. Well, Mercury in Pisces is like, whoa, chill, dude. It's kind of like in, um, what was that, Finding Nemo, you know, that scene with all the turtles that are like cruising the oceans. They're like, hey, man, you know, like hang, hang, hang out with us and, you know, just take it easy, you know, it's that kind of, Mercury doesn't like that. It's like, no, 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 I got to get to somewhere. I don't want to cruise. It's like, okay, well, guess what? We're dealing with this right now for this year. What that might look like, um, two things come to mind, you know, uh, Pisces rules the, um, one of the things it rules is, you know, uh, well, truth, justice, and you think about Jupiter being its ruler. Um, but also, um, you know, I think of in modern astrology, Pisces is, um, uh, Neptune is ruled by, uh, Neptune, uh, sorry, Pisces is ruled by Neptune in modern astrology. And I think about pharmaceuticals and things. So I'm thinking about COVID, like maybe the news, or facts and data about COVID. There's some things that we don't know that might show up and be revealed and might cause a conflict or just a desire for the people, right? Squaring the moon, the desire for the people to know the facts. So there may be some, um, there may be some more information that is going to be uncovered that might feel uncertain or maybe the, the facts and such or some part of it isn't fully presented. Um, maybe there's a rosy picture being painted that isn't really quite the truth. You know, these are all possible uh, ways of being. And uh, certainly, um, and I'll talk about this in another podcast, maybe next, the next one or the one after, but the um, Mars is about to, to, in April, next week, starting next week, Mars is about to um, hit those eclipse points that we had last year and last year's eclipses. So there's turning points that are up ahead for us. So that might mean that more information comes to light um, about COVID that will help us to really, you know, see the big picture and see, see what is truly going on. Um, as I know, I had mentioned about Harry and Meghan in the previous episode and like, yeah, you know, we can see where it's going to affect the royal family. And, and again, Harry and Meghan's situation thinking of it as a, um, a template for, you know, it's an analogy for our consciousness shift, you know, embracing the new and moving on and breaking from the past of a toxic past, keeping the best of the past, but then um, dissolving or kindly moving forward from the things that have held us back. So um, where I see this going is that there could be, uh, like I said, just some news, um, unearthed and uh, things that might move us forward in a different way uh, regarding COVID. That's just, just one interpretation with um, Mercury and Pisces. Uh, another one is I have to say that um, with Mars's um, activation, um, I want to say, was it April 23rd? Let me hold on, where's my little, oh yes, here it is, okay. So Mars is going to be opposing the solar eclipse of December 2020. Mars is going to be opposing that point on April 12th. And that eclipse was conjunct the galactic center. So that's what um, I've, 
this great article in astro.com. It was about um, the galactic center being 23, 26 degrees of Sag, and it's the whistleblower point. So uh, people who are, are, you know, investigative journalists and such have very prominent, uh, they have a lot of planets or points at that uh, particular degree or near that particular degree. Well, this eclipse happened right next to that galactic center. So there could be some, again, truth telling and things revealed uh, of a, like a, going back to the ET conversation of a cosmic nature, as well as truth and justice, you know, on, on our very wonderful little earth plane. Uh, but Mars in opposition, Mars in Gemini in opposition could be um, this kind of combative arguments around the truth. And, um, and I'm thinking too, that's um, <clears throat> April 12th, and then the zero degrees, very important zero degrees cancer eclipse of last June, uh, Mars is going to be conjunct that point on April 23rd. Now in the US being a cancer country, definitely watch that one. Uh, I think about the Derek Chauvin trial, you know, the George Floyd, who the police officer who is on trial for killing George Floyd, um, and the um, accused of third degree, and he is several different counts, you know, um, homicide. And uh, anyway, um, I just think about that and, and they're saying that the trial, I think it's the trial is supposed to start Monday and it's supposed to last for like four to six weeks. So I'm wondering if maybe um, when Mars comes along to activate those points, we could be seeing some, some turning point there. Um, interestingly enough, um, when Saturn was last in Aquarius, uh, that's when we had the Rodney King and the LA riots. So I'm not certainly not in any way programming anything like that. Um, and let's just hope for the best. Um, we have to remember what's in our favor this time around, as opposed to 1992 is uh, Jupiter was in, was in an earth sign and Jupiter was in Virgo when that whole thing went down. And so um, again, you know, with Saturn and Jupiter in air signs, this is that new era that we've been talking about, um, there could be some real breakthroughs here. And so I'm, I'm rooting for the side of compassion, you know, justice and compassion and um, healing, you know, because we, we in this country, um, we've seen an outrageous healing unleashed in, in the wake of George Floyd's tragic passing, as well as Breonna Taylor and all of the um, African-American uh, men and women that were um, unfortunately, you know, tragically um, killed by police, police brutality being such a tender subject and a very hugely critical one. Um, the Saturn return of the Rodney King trial, um, uh, sorry, not Rodney King, um, of, the, um, of the Rodney King um, riots and such of 1992, um, was, you know, the Saturn return means, you know, have we learned our lessons about police brutality, about uh, racism? You know, have we healed these wounds that have been around for so long? Um, we finally are getting ground, like it's really starting to move now, the healing process. It's not an easy one, it's messy, um, it's conflicting, it's healing never is an easy packaged thing, but I see a great opportunity available here as we continue to stay in our center, stay in our hearts and rise in our consciousness, uh, we can literally affect this change. Gandhi, what did he say? 
be the change you wish to see in the world. So um, anyway, those are just my thoughts about um, what's going on now and what's coming up. And um, we can all just um, hold that space for each other, you know, for healing, because this, this healing is, uh, it's, I just, I'm just starting to watch on Netflix, great, great movie of the US versus Billie Holiday. Uh, um, uh, Lee, Lee Daniels directed it. I believe he got the Oscar a few years ago. Um, anyway, amazing man, uh, what a movie. Andra Day, I believe was nominated for an Oscar. Um, she plays Billie Holiday. What a voice, oh my God. This is a great movie. I won't go into the details, but it's just one example of the many of this. I feel like there's this renaissance occurring where we're, we're learning things, um, you know, black figures from history, and we're learning things on a whole new level in a much more dynamic way that is reaching more and more audiences. And all of these stories are healing the planet. And, and uh, we're really reflecting the diverse culture that we all are. So I'm very excited about that. And, whatever happens with like the Derek Chauvin trial, you know, we have to know that the change is still occurring um, regardless of whatever outcome happens. It's like this change and this progress is, is moving forward. And, um, and that is something that we can take, you know, he's saying Buddhism, like take refuge in, you know, we can hold in our heart that, that uh, and, and be that change and know that um, it's gonna happen no matter what. And so um, anyway, I just wanted to share those things. That's all for now, all for, all for now, right? Um, that's it, what is that Meryl Streep in the, the Devil or Prada? That's it. <laughs> so anyway, I hope this was helpful to you. Um, please leave your comments below. I love hearing from you all. Um, you can also email me personally, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. It's in the space box, little uh, box below. And be sure to like and share and subscribe. Um, may we all um, learn from each other and connect with each other. Um, my wish is always for all of you is that we are all uh, blessed and uplifted. And hopefully these, um, this conversation has been of value to you. And um, it, it's always with my heart in, in it to intend uh, just the best for, for you and for all of us. Whoever may listen, may they all be blessed and uh, may you all be, all of us be blessed and uplifted by each other's light. So, okay, that's all for now. Um, episode 94, woot. <laughs> this is Ben and uh, Star Sound Speaks, Irliana Samsara, signing off for now and um, we'll see you soon. Okay, Mwah. bye for now. Namaste.